Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe. And I'm Grace Priscilla. And uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to welcome back. Welcome back to the show, guys. We know that it's been what has it been? I don't know. It's it's probably been over a week since we've recorded uh, a new episode. Um, just because uh, Grace and I, I mean, the truth is, like we've said a million times before, um, one, you know, we don't really we don't really benefit. Uh, at least not financially uh, from doing the show. You know, it's just it, it, it's a financial investment for us, to be honest, to do the show. It costs us money to do it. Uh, but we do it just because it's a, it's a passion project of ours. You know, we love helping people. We love connecting with you guys um, in a multitude of different ways. Um, we love sharing our experiences with you guys. We love sharing the lessons we've learned, all the things. We love starting these conversations. And we feel like I don't know. We feel like we're doing some some good in the world. We feel like um, we're doing something that needs to be done, especially by starting these conversations that we're having. Um, and so we definitely invest as much time as we possibly can in the podcast. But the truth is, we're also building a company. Um, we're also living our lives. We're also building a relationship. We're building a home, a family. Um, and so a lot of things do get in the way. And, and, and unfortunately. Um, sometimes that means that the podcast gets put off, put off, put off. But uh, we we got up early this morning, wanted to record an episode, wanted to get back in touch with you guys. We recently took a really, really, really cool trip. It was a it was a lot of first times for Grace. Um, so we'll fill you in on those details. But just wanted to kind of fill you in on what's going on. Let you know, like, hey, didn't forget about you. We're here. We're here like we always are, and uh, we appreciate you being here too. Um, so uh, just recently. Grace and I, well, before I even jump in, I, I, you know, we do appreciate you guys listening. Um, and if you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy any of the episodes that you listen to, please, um, there's a few really, really quick and easy ways that you guys can help uh, help us out, right? To just, uh, I guess, you know, return the favor. Um, and one, the fastest, the easiest, the most convenient way for you to help us out is just rate the show, okay? Especially if you're on like Spotify. Um, I think we we get a lot more traffic from Spotify than we do on Apple Podcasts. But either 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 platform, uh, whatever wherever you're listening, please take, it literally takes less than two seconds. Like I mean like a literal less than two seconds for you to rate the show. All you do is just click the number of stars that you think that we deserve and uh, and then just press submit okay that's it boom boom all right and and the way that we are familiar and uh, competent with our phones these days that literally will take you less than two seconds so if you enjoy this episode please 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 rate the show okay now if you love the episode if you love all the episodes or any of the episodes then you can follow the show or what's called subscribe on apple Podcasts. it's follow on spotify subscribe on apple Podcasts. that'll just make it so that you guys get notifications when we drop a new episode it'll tell you hey mark and grace dropped a new episode of mark and grace um, so again, if you like the show uh, enough to follow it, cool, follow it. But at least leave us a rating, okay? We appreciate it so much, and uh, it just it just helps us with like uh, when people start searching for podcasts, um, you know, or, or suggest suggestions from Apple Podcasts or from Spotify. It'll start to suggest us more the more ratings that we have, or at least the more good ratings that we have. So. Uh, but anyway, without further ado, Grace, what are we going to talk about today? What did we do this past weekend? We went to New York City. We went to New York City. We went to New York City. And, and, and for those of you that don't know, I am originally from New York. I'm from upstate New York. I'm not from New York City. Um, I never, ever, 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 ever 
would live in New York City. Um, but we did. We went to New York City, and it was Grace's first time uh, visiting New York City. How was it? It was overwhelming, but it was very fun. It was overwhelming. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> overwhelming is a good is a good word. Um, and, and we definitely had a lot of fun. And for those of you that have never been to New York City, um, it, it truly is. It's just an incredible sight to see. Like it, you know. A lot of times, if you've never been there. Um, Whatever the biggest city that you've ever seen, okay, if you've seen, uh, let's say you've seen Miami, or you've seen Chicago, or you've seen Atlanta, or you've seen Phoenix, or you've seen San Diego, whatever is the biggest city that you've ever seen, uh, a lot of times, especially if you're flying into a city like that, you see the big skyline, you see all the buildings and stuff like that. Well, think about the biggest city that you've ever seen and then think about like putting three of them next to each other, you know, just directly next to each other. That's New York City. Like when you're flying in, you're looking all around in every direction. There's skyscrapers, there's massive buildings, there's boroughs, right? And that's just sort of like the, the compartments of New York City. Um, and so it, it really is. It's incredible. It's beautiful when you see it. Um, it it's, in, it's impressive to me how they can keep the city so clean. You know, like it's not like the cleanest city you'll ever be in. But when you're walking around, like you would just expect that with all of these people here that it would be filthy. And the truth is, it wasn't filthy. In fact, we didn't even see that many homeless people, right? I don't think we saw that many homeless people, but it definitely depended where you were. Yeah. Where, like how cleanly it was. Because where we were staying, which we were staying down in the East Village or the Lower East Side, some people call it, it, it was not super clean. Like there's a lot of graffiti on the buildings. It was very similar um, to Prague, in my opinion, where I went, my experience with Prague, I was not a huge fan of Prague when I visited Prague because it was so dirty and just like, I don't know, I kind of felt like it was very post-communism, like people were kind of scrounging for every cent that they possibly could. And it may, it just was not a great vibe that I got, but Lori said, didn't really have that vibe, but it it was kind of dirty and, and a little more like grungy, I would describe it as. But the rest of the city um, that we walked around in, like uh, the Upper East Side, the Upper West Side, um, like around Central Park in Manhattan itself, all of those places were very clean and very and We also unique. went to Brooklyn uh, briefly. Yeah, but that's more so like, I mean, I don't know. I don't always include Brooklyn in it just because... Yeah. Brooklyn is a little further outside of the city, but well, Grace has done a lot of like what I would call sophisticated traveling. Like I've done a lot of traveling here in the states, but Grace has been to a lot of different uh, European countries, and so I remember as we were walking around, she's like, "Oh my God, this right here looks. This reminds me of London so much, and oh my God, this reminds me of Prague, and this reminds me of." And I'm like sitting there thinking, I don't know, this is just New York to me. <laughs> well, but it is interesting, like you know, each. Um, each neighborhood, like there's a very distinct line as to like, okay, when you cross over, you know, from, for example, like Central Park is the divider between the Upper West Side and the Upper East Side. And there's a very like big distinction between the two sides and they're each beautiful, but very much in their own way. Like the Upper East Side is very quiet and very um, much like only single family homes. And that's, you know, if you ever watch Gossip Girl, like that's where, you know, Blair Waldorf lives and 
all that stuff. But like the Upper West Side is where our friends who we were visiting, they lived when they lived in New York City for four years. And it was beautiful. It's like the brown um, stone steps and it's very clean, but it's definitely more the way that our friend Ian described it was the Upper West Side is new money. The Upper East Side is old money. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but like each each of the places that you kind of walk through, um, you can tell they each have their own little characteristics. We walk through Little Italy. We walk through Chinatown. We walk through um, Brooklyn, which was really cool. That's where we spent a lot of time because the artists that we went to see uh, did two shows back to back there, and it was really cool. Um, but apparently, it's it's gotten a lot better. It's been gentrified quite a bit because it used to be pretty industrial warehouse vibe, but. Well, Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn really is, um, I mean, it's in a lot, it is so much nicer and so much cleaner and um, and just, uh, it has improved in, in, in a myriad of ways since, like, I was a kid. Like, when I was a kid, Brooklyn was, was kind of rough, at least there was parts of Brooklyn that were rough, and they started, I think, in, like, 2010, 11, 12, uh, maybe, like, 11, 12, 13, they started uh, rebuilding, I think, downtown Brooklyn, and that's, like... You know, I mean, since then, like the Barclays Center went in, not, not since then, like the Barclays Center went in maybe in like 2010, uh, you know, somewhere around then. Don't don't quote don't quote me, um, but somewhere around 2010. And I remember after that happened, they really started building up Brooklyn around the Barclays Center and then, you know, so on and so forth. But I'm you glad say that, that's so funny. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you brought up, you know, sort of just the, some of the things that we did, because I really do. Um, I want to hear from you. Like it was your first time in New York, uh, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening that maybe have never been to New York City. So I want to hear from you, like your top three most memorable moments or places or things that we did um, that you want to share with everybody. And I'm gonna give you a second to um, just think about those. But whenever Grace and I travel, okay, we we love to travel. All right, we we really do. It's probably our favorite thing to do. It's a very expensive hobby, unfortunately. But, but we really do love to travel and we don't like to travel and stay in like the touristy places. Like we, I can't, I don't think we've ever, ever since uh, we've been together, um, I don't think we've ever stayed in like a resort. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we either take road trips and like kind of like rough it in the forerunner or we get Airbnbs um, or we spend as little time as possible at a hotel for if we stay in a hotel. And that's even rare. I can't even think of many times that we've no. stayed in a hotel. So so we really do. And when we travel, we, we, we just like to immerse ourselves in the culture of the city that we're in or the area that we're in or the wilderness that we're in. Um, because it, that's sort of how, at least how we prefer to experience a place, almost as a local. I want to experience it as a local. And and so it was cool. Like even, even though I've been to New York City many, many, many times, when we got there and when we were in uh, New York, it, it was cool because it was the first time that I ever really immersed myself in the city as a local, you know, and uh, we rented an Airbnb, which, of course, if you've ever seen a New York City apartment, it's like the smallest, stuffiest you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy. I didn't it's, think it was that bad. It, it wasn't terrible. It really wasn't terrible. We actually got a two-bedroom apartment, which is like extremely, extremely hard to get and expensive in New York um, because most people, I mean, if you know anything about, if you know anybody from New York City, most likely there there has at least been one point in time where they um, 
where they actually shared an apartment and they were a roommate in somebody else's apartment. Like they, a lot of people, they, what they'll do is they'll just rent a bedroom and they won't actually have a whole apartment to themselves. So anyway, we, we did have the pleasure of having an entire apartment to ourselves and we had a two bedroom apartment. That was cool. Um, and then not only that, we visited a few restaurants and coffee shops and things like that that I had never been been to before. And I always that's always my favorite part of traveling. It's always the food. But um, I want to hear from you, Grace. OK, first time in New York City. What were your top three most memorable moments, places or things that we did? Oh, top three. That's hard um, just because we didn't really plan out specific things to do necessarily. We just kind of flew by the seat of our pants. Um, but I think one of them was definitely the concert that we got to see. Um, we did two back-to-back -back nights of concerts at this concert venue in Brooklyn. Um, and it's one of my favorite artists of all time. So seeing him two nights in a row, but at this venue, it's incredible. I don't know if they do just EDM or if it's no, they do all, um, kinds of all sorts of music, but Tell them about the venue. Yeah, I'm about to. Um, this venue is basically, it has an upper deck and then a lower floor slash pit area. Um, we, when Mark and I, <laughs> you guys are going to be like, oh my God, you're so bougie. But we would rather go to fewer concerts and go VIP than go to a whole bunch of concerts in general admission only because... I'm short and the crowds are hard for me to be and I don't love the experience quite as much. Um, I don't know why Marco's VIP just because he's bougie, I guess. But anyway, so this concert venue, picture your favorite artist standing on a stage and there's like a, a decently sized screen behind him and it has all of his visuals or graphics or whatever as part of the concert, right? Okay, this venue has a screen that goes all the way around the side, I would say like two thirds into the crowd, it like waves almost. And um, it creates this like almost 3D, like fully immersive effect so that if your artist has really great graphics or visuals going on behind them while they're playing, it feels like you're in whatever space they've created for you. It's, it's very cool, but look up a video of the Brooklyn Mirage. You just have to see it to know what I mean. Yeah, it's really, I mean, this screen that she's describing, it's literally the biggest screen that I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's probably 30 or 40 yards wide, but it's not just a flat, you know, screen it literally is like a, a horseshoe shaped around the artist. So like I'm both there, like the artist is up there performing. And if they look to the left or if they look to the right, like there is literally screen wrapping around them on both sides. So it, it really is cool. Just like she said, like you feel if you're standing in front of the artist, like you feel like you're inside of something mm -hmm. and it's an experience that they create. Um, to perform within. So it's that that is really cool. So you're saying really cool. one of your top three is being at the Brooklyn Mirage and, and, and actually just seeing the the venue. Well, yeah. And afterwards, we got to go to like an underground rave almost, um, which is something that I've heard Mark talk about for a long time because that used to be his like past life. But um, the artists that we watched perform also did an after party, but it was in the building that was adjacent to this venue. And it was at like four in the morning and it, he rolled up after his show and um, did like an hour performance in this literal warehouse and there are probably only like 200 300 people in there it was small it was the cool it was so cool we were so close um but 
Oh gosh. Okay. So number two, I think would probably be just the food and the experience and just exploring. Um, I think it's really important that if you ever go to New York city, that you allow yourself time to just kind of walk around and, um, experience things that are around you. I, being a travel planner in my previous position and just the type A personality that I am, it was super overwhelming to me going to New York City because I know that there are way too many things there for me to try to plan out ahead of time to try to visit. Just because even if you live there, I don't think that there is a way for you um, to even hit every place in your neighborhood, let alone try to tell someone who's visiting the places that they should go all around the city. So I did not go in with any expectations for the city um, and really just kind of planned on visiting the places around me and in the neighborhoods that we visited. But one thing that we did do that was really, really cool is um, we walked the High Line, which is this old subway line that ran through Manhattan and a couple of the different neighborhoods up there. And um, the High Line like they have like really done a great job with like putting greenery and kind of like bringing um, a lot of like life back into that area. I honestly think they do a great job of that all over the city. There's way more trees and way more greenery than I expected there to be um, in the concrete jungle. But the Highline was super cool. I think it what was like what, like 50 blocks or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Even me, I, I was unfamiliar with that. They must have put the Highline in since I've been to New York City mm-hmm. last because it was brand new to me. And it was just, it was just the most beautiful walk. Like, honestly, like you, you, you wouldn't even, it would be hard to imagine, um, finding a, uh, such a, a beautiful and, and just like immersive n- nature experience in the middle of New, New York, York city. city. Like yeah. if somebody told you that they had an experience like that in New York city, it would be really hard to imagine how much greenery, how mm-hmm. many trees and just really how long and how extensive it was and it was cool because you you stop at certain points and you look to your left and your and to your right and there's just this beautiful view of the city it's all buildings yeah. and blocks upon blocks of traffic and people and then you look forward again and it's just trees trees like it's, it's and then so you look cool. to your left and there's the hudson river like it followed the the shoreline of the river for a while but it was like a subway line that was raised above the city, so that's why you get such a picturesque view is because it's not like... I know when I said subway subway line the first time, you guys are probably like, it's underground. What do you mean? What are you <laughs> thinking? But no, it's a, it's above ground, and it was really, really, really cool. Um, but I don't know if I could pick a third one. I mean, I don't know. It was just So I would say a- the, the spot that we went to, Sweet Chick, it's called. Um, we went to a, a spot to eat, and a, a, I think it's called Sweet Chick, but essentially, it's just like a chicken spot. Like it's a spot to get some like greasy, you know, greasy food. Um, but they specialize in chicken uh, dishes, and we all I think I think everybody, all four of us that were there, we all got some version of chicken and waffles. And I I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but chicken and waffles is like one of my absolute favorite cheat meals. So it was really cool for me to be in there. And there was like, I can't remember what everybody else got. Maybe Grace can because she's really good about stuff like that. But like I got this uh, cinnamon sugar waffles with traditional fried chicken. And I think there was somebody that got like a Nashville hot chicken with um, with caramel, um, some no, of the salted caramel, caramel waffles. waffles. Ian, or, that was Ian. He got 
Nashville hot with the cinnamon sugar, the cinnamon and then sugar. Ashley got regular with buffalo. Yeah. So. But that was just really, really cool for me because I mean I just you know again like I love chicken and waffles as it is, and so to not only was it great, was it really good? It's it was a super super popular spot. There was a lot of traffic in and out. Like even as we were just sitting there. Um, and so, so that was, I guess that was one. And then that also that coffee shop, like I really liked that coffee shop that we went to, um, especially because the owner, the owner came up to us and he's like uh, an immigrant. (coughs) He's an immigrant from Puerto Rico. And he's like, man, you know, something happened. I can't remember what happened, but he said that hurricane Irene, I think. Oh, hurricane Irene. It came and it, and it completely destroyed his family's farms. Um, they're far and the only things that survived was the coffee trees. And so now what they did is they just, they just pivoted, they pivoted and they they, they previously were food producers and they would, you know, they ran an operational farm and then once the farm got destroyed and the only thing left was the coffee trees, they pivoted immediately and opened a coffee shop. He said, this was our first coffee shop that we opened since that happened. Um, and we literally grow our own coffee beans. We roast our own coffee beans and then we import them here and then we serve it here at the coffee shop. So it's 100 percent, you know, kind of uh, consolidated within their mm-hmm. own operations and they and they supply their own coffee shop. And, and it got me thinking, like, even as we were sitting there, I was like, man, that's what I love about immigrants. Like, that's what I love about immigrants. Like, they have this, not all immigrants, that's a super, super general statement for me to make. But, like, when I look at immigrants that come to this com- country and they and they build a business and they, they uh, pursue the quote-unquote American dream, th- those people are so relentless like they're just so relentless like it would be so easy for somebody to say oh man poor me you know why did this happen to me Um, a hurricane came through something that is completely beyond my control and destroyed everything that my family has ever worked for and, and, and then just wallow in self-pity and, and sort of, you know, settle for whatever they can they can create after that. But no, this family literally just pivoted and said, you know what, screw it. We're, we're, in, co- we're in the coffee business now because the only thing we have left is coffee trees. And you know what I know we could do with coffee? We could brew some coffee. That's it. And, and they came to America. They opened a coffee shop. And not only that, but they do a really good job. Like we walked in and there was a lot of really, really, really creative stuff in there. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I had the best chocolate chip cookie I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> and that's so, saying and a lot. And that's saying a lot because my mom makes the world's best chocolate chip cookies. And I know everybody says that about their moms, but no, I'm sorry, you guys. My mom's cookies are famous. And one day I'm going to start a cookie business with her. And you guys can try them too. But yeah. it's right. a damn good cookie. So all I got for you guys today is actually I was um, I was sitting here thinking this morning. Um, in, in fact, that's something that I, like, I try to do every single morning is wake up um, and just... And just separate myself from everybody, from the dogs, from Grace, from the world, from my phone, from, you know, books. And I just sit in silence for a little while. And um, and I was thinking, I, I genuinely believe that one of the greatest life hacks of all, of all, is forcing yourself to wake up at least an hour before you have to do anything every single day forcing yourself to get out of bed wake up and just and just be still be quiet don't touch your phone don't start working don't make any commitments with that time okay just the only commitment that you're going to make with that time is that you're just going to be still 
be quiet and uh, and just sit with your thoughts. Okay, and I've never actually shared this publicly, but I've been it's been marinating. This idea has just been marinating in my brain for for literally months now. Um, and I genuinely believe, I think it's the greatest life hack that anybody can adopt. And it's because, and this, this is why I've been marin- it's been marinating for so long, is because I really couldn't explain it. I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was struggling to help somebody understand why it, it, it's so powerful. Why will it literally change your life? Uh, because it, it has, it's changed my life. It's, it, it, it's, it's made me... Um, I, I would, I would literally, I would credit 80% of whatever somebody would say is my quote unquote success in life to this one habit. Okay. And it's because instantly when you force yourself to start waking up at least an hour before you have to start moving, before you have to do anything and you just sit. Okay. What it does is it gives you an opportunity to just think. And what you end up thinking about is you, you probably end up thinking about like what you have to do today. You end up thinking about um, what you did yesterday and, and what didn't get done, okay, is what you're reminded of. You end up thinking about, um, you know, really how you have been showing up lately and how you plan on showing up today. You, it, when you sit and you think about all those things, when you reflect on, okay, this is what I've got to do today. Okay, this is what I did yesterday. This is how yesterday went and how I showed up yesterday. And this is how I want to show up differently today. Okay, wait, I, I meant to do that yesterday and I forgot about it. Okay, let me make sure that's on my list to do today. What happens is you end up living your life proactively, okay, instead of living your life reactively. And what most people do, most people set their alarm for the time that they have to get up, okay? If you set your alarm for the time that you have to get up, well, your alarm goes off, and within five minutes, you're already moving. You're already starting to cook breakfast. You're already looking at your calendar, your schedule for the day. You're already getting the kids ready for school. You're already moving five minutes after you wake up, and you have no time to actually sit and proactively mentally plan or game plan your day. You have no time to do it. Instantly, you wake up and you're living reactively, okay? You react to your alarm, and then you react to the clock that says, hey, you've got to get moving, and then you react to your kids, or you react to your husband or your wife or your partner that, you know, is also moving around you. You react to your dogs. They've got to get let out. They've got to go for a walk, and instantly, your, your attention is already usurped by um, the demands and, and the responsibilities that you have to take care of today, Okay, and so this huge shift happens in your life when you give yourself time to just be by yourself, when you give yourself time to just sit and think before you start moving. Okay, this huge shift happens and you shift from being a person that lives your life reactively, okay, to being a person that lives your life proactively, okay? When you can proactively live your life every day, you're better prepared for every single conversation that you have. You're better prepared for every single task that you have to tackle, okay? You're better prepared for your meetings. You're better prepared for work. You're better prepared for your relationship. You're better prepared uh, for yourself and for your future. And not only that, but you get a chance to sit and self-assess. Self-assessment is one of the most productive um, habits that I've ever, that I've ever, ever, ever adopted. And a lot of times it would be ideal 
And it seems intuitive to do your self-assessment at the end of every day. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, I'm tired. I'm tired. My brain is not working. I'm not a night person. So for me, the self-assessment, it happens the next morning. It happens the next morning when I look back at yesterday and I say, hmm, how did yesterday go? And then I can compare You know, I can compare how I showed up yesterday versus how I want to show up. And I can say, okay, that's something that I need to, that I need to work on. I'm going to work on that today. And I'm already awake. It's already a new day. Instead of saying that at night and saying, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this. You go to sleep, you wake up and you forget all about that conversation you had with yourself. No, 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 no. It's today. Today I had that conversation with myself. Today I said, hey, I want to show up better today. Hey, I need to work on this today. And I take that with me into the day when it's time for me to get started moving but without without ever have adopting without ever having adopted that habit of waking up at least an hour before I have to do anything okay I never ever ever would have uh, adopted the habit or the routine of that self-assessment of the mentally game planning my day, of mentally creating or physically creating a to-do list of the day and writing down all the things that I intend to get done and then also planning out how I'm going to use my time to make sure that everything gets done. I never would have been able um, to get into the, the mental routine of doing that had I always stuck with the habit of setting my alarm Uh, for the time that I have to get up or not waking up or getting out of bed until I have to. I never I never would have gotten it because then I would have been stuck in the reactive mindset that most people live their lives, their whole lives in. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. This is something that Grace and I have talked about a few times. And and even with her, I, I never really have been able to articulate like why? Why is it so powerful? Like I used to get on her sometimes. Um, and used to. Here's no, the seriously, truth. Well, seriously, seriously. I, I used thing, to get though. on her sometimes, the and I would say, "Grace, you gotta wake up a little bit earlier." And, and, and she'd be like, "Why?" No. And that, and, well, well, and that's a great question. Like, it, it really is a great question. And if I, if somebody doesn't have a good answer for it, well, then it doesn't really seem necessary. But I think that the the way I'm articulating this now, even though it could be better, I think it's suffice. I think it's sufficient. Like, I think I am getting my point across now. But go ahead. Well, no. What I was gonna say is like, as you're sitting here talking, there's. Three, I can name three times maybe in the past two years that I've gotten up in a rush trying to figure out stuff that I have to, or like trying to rush into my day. Like, I don't think for me, I, I don't think it's as much of a thing as like, I need to get up earlier as it is of, I need to use my time more effectively while I'm up earlier. Because a lot of times I get up and I sit there and I just sit. So, yes. Well, not, not, if this isn't, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's a general Um, It's a general thought. I think that, you know, probably 90 plus percent of people sitting here listening to the show right now, I think we all start our lives, our adulthood lives in this reactive mindset. I think because it's just it's it's the way that people live here in America. And um, it's almost like the the book, Think Like a Monk, like it's on my bookshelf here. Like that guy, he he didn't present anything new to anybody, like being mindful and, and and. and practicing gratitude and all these things like, but it's hard. And and we all know, like, I think, I don't think anybody doubts. um, I don't think anybody doubts how beneficial things like that can be like meditation, um, gratitude and, you know, um, and journaling and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think anybody doubts how beneficial those things can, can be for us, but it's so hard 
to just fit those things into your day when you're when you're when you're so busy like when you live the life of the typical american and it's just go 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 it's so hard to make time for things like that well this is a way that i've found to make time for something like that something that gives me time to practice gratitude something that gives me time to journal something that gives me time to self-assess and reflect something that gives me time to proactively mentally game plan my day something that gives me time to think about the people in my life that i haven't talked to in a long time like th this is how i've figured out how to do it and yes it's not easy waking up an hour earlier than you're used to, or even like I've gotten to the point where I wake up two, three hours earlier because I, I, I got addicted to it. Like I literally got addicted to it. Like I became so much more effective. I became so much more efficient uh, when I started doing this. So I got addicted to it and I said, okay, an hour is not enough. It, it, I'm so productive during this one hour every morning. What if I can extend that hour? What if I can make it an hour and a half? What if I can make it two hours? I might be able to get a half a day's work worth or uh, half a day's worth of work done in those first two hours of the day because I'm, man, I, for some reason, I'm so productive when I wake up early. Um, and, and so I did, I got addicted to it. And what I ended up doing was I like kind of tricked myself. I, you know, I, I, I do a literal trade-off, all right? Well, typically, Grace and I, we, we, well, I can't speak for Grace, so she's actually better about going to sleep early than I am. Um, but typically, I don't make it to, to bed until 10, 10 30 11 p.m okay and that's just it's just late like if i if i don't get to bed until 10 or later like i gotta sleep until like six o'clock like I, re I really do um i don't operate very well on 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 a insufficient sleep okay so in my brain what i did is i literally made a deal with myself i made a trade-off i said okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take these last two hours of the day okay and i'm just gonna sacrifice them i'm gonna give up two hours at the end of my day so that I can gain two hours at the beginning of my day. Because the truth is, I don't get shit done past 9 p.m. Like, I get zero productivity done after 9 p.m. That's just me, okay? Some people are productive at night. I am not, okay? Anything that I'm doing after 9 p.m. is literally me just scrolling on my phone through one app or another, okay? So I said, okay, let me give up that hour from 8 to 9 p.m. and and then I'll wake up an hour earlier so instead of waking up at at 6 I'll wake up at 5 okay so if I go to sleep 1 hour earlier it enables me to get the same amount of sleep and wake up 1 hour earlier and that's where I started like that is literally where I started I started giving myself a bedtime and I said okay instead of going to bed at 10 I'm going to go to bed at 9 and instead of waking up at 6 I'm gonna wake up at five. And yes, I have nothing to do at 5 a.m. I have nothing to do. I literally, if you watch my Instagram story, then you'll see I post a picture of, uh, of me sitting in my office with my cup of coffee in my hand. Um, and usually that's it. That's just showing guys, that's just me, that's my way of saying good morning. But you know what? When I take that picture, it's, I actually take that picture way before I post it because I don't open Instagram until I'm done with my me time. So I'll take that photo, put my phone down, and then I just sit. Like I don't turn the light on. I don't turn the radio on. I don't turn, we don't even own a TV. I don't, I don't play with my phone. I don't open my book. I don't do anything. I just sit and I either think 
while I'm drinking my coffee or I'll journal and I'll just write and I'll just let my thoughts flow. Um, and man, I'm telling you, it is probably the most valuable life hack that I've ever adopted. And I, and I just, I've never shared it publicly. I've never explained it publicly. And I really did want to give that to you guys today because it, it, it has changed my life. Like when you are some, you can just tell, like you can literally tell, like when you're around somebody who is prepared, like mentally and otherwise, who's just prepared for the situation that they're in, for the moment that you are experiencing at that moment, you can tell that they have a, they have a leg up on you. Like they have a leg up on you. They've already they've already experienced this moment in their minds 10, 20, 30 times because they've thought about it. This isn't this didn't just happen and they found they didn't just arrive to this moment and they and and now they're trying to figure out how to navigate it. They've already mentally experienced this moment and they fit and they and they figured out the multitude of different ways that they could navigate it and they're sure, they're decisive. They know how they want to handle the situation because they prepared for it. And you can, like I said, you can tell. And if you want to become one of those people, one of those people who lives their life proactively, rather than somebody who just bounces through life, reacting to circumstance, reacting to the moment, reacting to the time, trying to catch up all the time, just start waking up an hour earlier. Like trade-off, make a trade-off. If you're not making, making it to bed until 10 or 11 p.m., okay, Commit, commit to, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shave an hour off at night because the truth is I'm not getting shit done at night anyway. Okay, I'm going to shave an hour off at night. I'm going to force my set, myself to go to bed an hour earlier, and then I'm going to wake up an hour earlier. And just wake up. If you're a coffee drinker, enjoy your cup of coffee. Sit in your favorite chair. Enjoy some quiet time with yourself. And just g give it a month. Like, give it a month. Do it for 30 days and see if it makes a difference. And if you do... Like if you really, really do, if you give it a shot, a fair shake, okay, I want to hear, I want to hear what you think about it. Like I really do because I'm telling you, I think that this will change your life no matter who you are. But, uh, and Grace is, to, the truth is Grace, you're starting to do it too, right? And, uh, and Grace will get up, she'll read her Bible, she'll, she'll journal. Um, and, and I don't think that um, together, her and I, we've been traveling so much lately that neither one of us has been super consistent with it. Um, but it, it's something that even, even the first day you do it, you feel better, you know, but what do you got? What do you got? What are your thoughts? Nothing. I mean, makes sense. I always feel good when I wake up early and unfortunately just with the weird schedules that we've been on and, you know, in New York, we we're up so late, sleeping in so late, we came back and we are trying to jump right back into work. It's like funky, you know, but it's sacrifices that we make because of the the experiences that we want so you know it's trying to find those priorities for me and like you know how do I make sure that I'm prioritizing what I need to and you know it's just the phase of life that we're in right now and like seriously I'm not even I mean the truth is I'm not perfect with it either and it's some mornings I will literally get up and Grace has seen me do this like I'll literally get up at let's say four or five like one of those are usually my times I bounce between four and five but I'll get up at four or five and then I'll, I'll come out, I'll, I'll, I'll try to force myself into that situation. And, and oh, another trick, another trick, because what I was just about to say is sometimes I'll come out at like four or five, I'll get my coffee, I'll start drinking it, and then I'll literally fall back asleep. Like I'll, I'll just, I'll just doze off and then I'll fall back asleep and wake up an hour or so later. And I, and I literally, I did not accomplish what I was trying to accomplish. Okay. So Another trick that I had to adopt over the years that really helped me 
stay awake because the the hardest part is like the first like 20 minutes like the first 20 minutes your body wants to go back to sleep so bad like even if you got enough sleep like even if you got enough sleep you're just used to waking up at a different time. You're used to waking up a little bit later than that, and your body knows it. So, so when you wake up an hour earlier than you ever have or than you're, you're, you typically wake up, your body's like, hold on. It's not time to get out of bed yet. Okay, so the trick to waking your body up and feeling energized immediately is just chug water. Like, have you, has that ever worked for you? No, Grace hates water. I, I don't hate water, but it makes me really nauseous. It, it does not make me feel very good in the morning, to be Got honest. It. I've been trying to drink, like, a few sips, but I cannot chug it. I will throw it right back up. <laughs> Grace is so sensitive about those things. But for me, chugging water, it literally is, like, energizing. Like, it's like drinking an energy drink. Like, I'll chug, 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 chug as much water as I can. Usually it's, like, 20 or 28 ounces of water. And then as soon as I'm done drinking it, oh my gosh, like my, it's like a, a wave of just energy just goes from my head down to my toes. And all of a sudden my body is awake. Like it's, it's the best trick. It works really well for me. So if you, if you do try this, you wake up and you feel that you're just sluggish and you're tired and all you want to do is go back to sleep. Try chugging water before you drink your coffee, before you drink your tea or whatever it is, however you start your day. Um, but that's what I got for you guys. I wanted to give you that. It's a life hack. It has been incredible for me. It's literally changed my life. And uh, it's something simple. It's something that everybody can do. And I think that whenever anybody starts, you know, saying that thing like, oh, I really got to start X, like fill in the blank. Oh, I really got to start working out. Oh, I really got to start journaling. Oh, I really got to start practicing gratitude. Oh, I really got to start, you know, being more prepared. All right. Whatever it is, like we all have things that we've thought about incorporating into our daily routine, but whenever we don't, nine times out of 10, it's because somebody says, but I just don't have the time to do it, okay? Well, sacrificing that hour at night and dedicating it to that thing or to yourself, right? Giving yourself time to have a conversation with yourself every single day, I promise you, it'll change your life. So guys... Again, if you like this episode, if you enjoyed it, if uh, if you're a New Yorker, hey, we want to hear some some recommendations for our next trip. I don't know when it'll be, but but we definitely do. If you are not, and uh, you know, uh, definitely check out the Brooklyn Mirage, check out uh, Sweet Chick, check out some of the places that we were able to visit. We even we went to a place that was bre- uh, banana pudding that Grace mm, really liked too. It's so called good. called Magnolia. Um, but guys, if you like this episode, if you enjoyed it, please leave us a rating and, uh, and we will look forward to talking to you next time. You got any last words, Grace? Um, I did make an Instagram post with the list of places that we visited. So if you're interested in more specifics, you can check that out. But other than that, I do not. All right. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you next time.